Rise and shine. It's Celtics Express. England. Here's your host, Jay Corwin. Welcome to Celtics Express for the second and final London show as the seas dip out of Heathrow Airport Friday. Winners of seven straight following Thursday's 114-103 come from behind win over the 76ers. The seas lead the Eastern Conference at 34-10. and 10. Ten years ago, you may recall, Boston came to London and won. They then went on to win an NBA title that season. Not saying, just saying, people. Celtics Express getting a lot of love this week from our listeners across the pond. Shout out to you guys. Today on the Celtics Express customer service line, we'll be joined from England by NBA writer and host of the wildly popular JBT podcast for OTGBasketball.com, Jack Manuel. For our new listeners, Celtics Express, the only place you can find all the numbers, sounds, and NBA pomp and circumstance you desire in just 10 to 15 minutes. We come to you with recaps and previews several mornings a week. Keep track of us on iTunes, OTG Basketball, Blog Talk Radio, and of course at Celtics Express on Twitter. Down 22 points in the first half, the Celtics storm back in the eighth NBA game to be played in London. The Sixers started strong at the 0-2 Arena as the quote-unquote home team behind a red-hot J.J. Redick early. Philly then made its first nine shots of the second quarter to open up that 22-point edge. The Sixers looked poised for their fifth straight win. It wouldn't be. Kyrie Irving with 20 points, 7 dimes, 6 boards. Jalen Brown with 21 points. Marcus Morris scored 19. Kyrie on the comeback. We have a very resilient group. You know, guys that are willing to make sacrifices um, needed to get back in the game. And, you know, when you have a group like that where we can all depend on one another, you know, we just give ourselves confidence and we exude it in one another. You know, for us, it's it's just about staying the course. Jalen was yelling it out on the bench, just stay the course, stay the course. And I think we do a great job of that, um, you know, and Brad does a great job of preparing us. J.J. Redick led the way for the Sixers with 22 points. He hit five threes. Ben Simmons with 16. Joel Embiid pitched in with 15 points, 10 boards in defeat. After the game, Embiid continuing to throw some slight shade in Boston's direction. I was just not in the rhythm, and, uh, uh, you know, um, I didn't do a good job of uh, letting uh, my teammates find me either, so uh, I don't think they did anything special. The outspoken young star also said he thinks the Sixers would match up well in a potential postseason meeting with the Celtics, even after having gone 0-3 so far this season. After that hot Sixers start, the tide started to turn midway through the second as Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum came alive, including Brown blowing a kiss to the 76ers bench after he knocked down a three-pointer in the corner to bring the Celtics to within 18. The Celtics then went on a 75-38 run. The all-around grit and hustle of Daniel Tice in that same time period can't be overlooked either. The Celtics held Philadelphia without a field goal for the final four and a half minutes of the second quarter. By the halftime, it was just a nine-point lead. The huge run took almost exactly 24 minutes of game time as the NBA's best defense tightened. Boston took over on the offensive glass 8-1 to through those 24 minutes. The three-point edge in that same time span, 11 for the Celtics to just two for Philly. Meanwhile, the 76ers more turnovers, 14 than field goals 13 why did the celtics start so slow one reason could be they were late arriving at the o2 arena for the eight o'clock uk tip that was three o'clock thursday afternoon in boston getting there late you know we tried to get everybody uh to bed at a reasonable time but um it's just part of it i mean you know you know that it's one of the things i've learned in all this is nothing none of that's going to always be perfect you do it as well as you can and everything else take care of itself 
The Celtics are now a remarkable 6-4 and four on the season when they've trailed by more than 15 points in a game. Another factor in the big swing could be the youth the Celtics depend on. The league's four most respected teams for title contention in June, other than the Celtics, also the four oldest teams by average age in the NBA when considering actual minutes on the floor. Cleveland, no surprise, the oldest, followed by San Antonio, Houston, and Golden State. The Celtics had an average age of 24.5, just the Lakers and Suns are lower. To highlight Boston's incredible success so far this season, not one Celtic player is older than Cleveland's average age. Boston's oldest player is, take a second, Yep, Uncle Al Horford. Here's a ringer. Prior to this year, 142 NBA teams since the introduction of the shot clock back in the mid-50s played with a weighted average under 25. They finished with an average record of 30-52 and 52 in those seasons. Just four squads won 50-plus games. The Celtics on pace this season for 63 regular season wins. Center stage is that incredible duo of the youth movement, 21-year-old Jalen Brown and 19-year-old Jason Tatum. Their numbers almost mirroring each other this season. Tatum and Brown both with around 14 points a game, five and a half rebounds just over an assist in about 31 minutes. Brown has doubled both his efficiency and usage rate from last season. The sophomore says that's no coincidence. Coming into the year, I knew I would have a chance to, to play a lot of minutes. So I just wanted to prepare myself as much as possible. Uh, last year, man, I had to fight for everything I got, you know, just because we had a, a set team, a set system. So just this year, I got more opportunity. Brown has more than doubled his scoring average this year. His usage rate basically the same, however, given more time on the floor. Brown clearly led the comeback in London, beginning with a 10-point spurt on a perfect 4 of 4 shooting in that second quarter. He led the team with 21 points, also a team best, plus-minus at plus 34. Last year, Brown finished in the 57th percentile of spot-up efficiency. He's in the 71st percentile this season. He's also guarding more pick-and-roll ball handlers than any non-point guard in the league. He also leads the Celtics in contested three-pointers made. Meanwhile, for the 19-year-old Tatum, he's got a 62-plus percent true shooting mark. That's more than five percentage points better than every other qualified teen that's ever played in the NBA. Tatum is in the 98th percentile this season in points per possession as a pick-and-roll ball handler, and his three-point shooting has been unreal. After being the fifth-best shooter on his Duke team last year at 34%, he's fourth in the NBA from three-point range this season at just over 46%. With all the numbers out of the way, it's now time to talk about Vive and time to hit up the Celtics Express customer service line. We go long distance today. Producer Teddy Too Hot, give me the goods. Got NBA on the brain? Call the sex line. Whoa there. That's Celtics Express Customer Service. Give us your take at 617-807-0013 to be heard on the show. Give the Celtics Express Customer Service line a call anytime, day or night. Leave your thoughts. And we'll get you on the show. Try not to be too drunk. I can't tell what the hell you're talking about sometimes. But we do appreciate the call. Joining us from London to give us his recap, NBA writer and co-host of the wildly popular JBT podcast. And just slightly drunk right now, I think, Mr. Jack Manuel. Jack, welcome aboard Celtics Express. Thanks. Good to be here, Jesse. As always, two episodes in the space of a week. I'm a lucky man. Consider that reciprocal. We're very happy to have you on the show, Jack. The man with boots on the ground. We have you to talk to about the vibe in London, the O2 Arena, what's happening. You were at the game. A huge comeback win for the Celtics. Uh, what was it like for you there? Yeah, it was massive, Jesse. It, it almost seemed like that first half was a bit of a blur. Uh, they almost pulled out a, a Warriors, so to speak, against um, when the Warriors did it against the Sixers earlier in the year. 
Um, the, 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 the talent level of, of the Celtics just shone through. Um, the, the maturity, the deepness of their roster, uh, it was just too much for a, a Sixers team that just couldn't really get it going uh, after that first half. But uh, it was it was a great game. Um, good to see the Celtics get a win for, for Celtics Express fans, but um, even better to be there. So we saw the big uh, the altercation there uh, in the second half between Marcus Morris and Ben Simmons. That was pretty good. We saw a lot of the London fans get on their feet for that. They clearly enjoyed a little drama there. Uh, what was the main thing you heard throughout the arena? Were fans really into seeing Kyrie Irving, or was it the young players? What were they really into? I think it was the stars, Jesse. Um, everyone has the general idea of people living over here in London and the UK. It takes a lot to impress us. Like <laughs> anyone living in New York or L.A., you know, something's going to be pretty damn good. So to have a Kyrie Irving out there, drawing and Bede Swatton, Ben Simmons pulling a hip and shoulder, as I like to say, his former Aussie rules skills certainly come to the fore. There was a few highlights which certainly got the crowd going, um, but for the most part, it was it was subdued. I've been to a few games myself over in the States, and even a, a, a lowly Wizards game against the Pacers, which I went to a couple of years ago, had a bit more atmosphere. So that was a little disappointing from, from my end. Interesting, interesting. Maybe they just need uh, more drinks there, a little more sauced up in the arena. Like they, they actually get... had, they had, and this was, I'm, I'm sure you probably saw it, and pretty, plenty of fans saw it too. They had like plastic champagne glasses. I'm just like, that is the most, this is the most London thing ever. You, you know, <laughs> you buy a Bud Light from whenever you go to the bloody basketball. You don't get like a champagne or Prosecco, but um, London fans will be what they be. That is funny. Yeah, I knew there was going to be a problem where early in the first quarter we saw one of the officials uh, try and give Al Horford a red card. <laughs> as soon as that happened, we knew it, it might it might be a conflict of interest there. So uh, uh, very good stuff. We appreciate that information. So outside the game, we knew there were the, a ton of fan events leading up to it. The media kind of pushes this as a bunch of days off for both teams, but a ton of media engagements as well as with the fans and other outlets. Uh, what kind of stuff did you see happening? Yeah, so at, um, in the, the hub of London, uh, out in Oxford Street, at the, the Tiso store, one of the major sponsors for the NBA, there was a, a signing event with uh, Robert Cummington and Markel Fultz. Um, I'm, I'm sure Markel probably could have used that time a little bit more wisely to work on that little hitch jumper of his that has been making the rounds, but um, that's for a Sixers show. Uh, but it was good to see um, such you know well-known faces. You know, They didn't send out... Uh, you know, the 13th guy um, from the roster. They sent out, you know, some, some bona fide stars. Um, plenty of media going around. The boys hit up the, the Arsenal-Chelsea game as well, which was making the rounds, I'm sure. Plenty of guys saw the Instagram stories from Joel Embiid and plenty of the other blokes. So, no, it was good. The, the city, had, it was buzzing. It was almost like the hype around the game was as big as the game itself. I mm. think London uh, is a very media-saturated city, similar to like an LA and a New York, as I mentioned earlier. So I think the buzz itself was almost bigger than, than the spectacle. But um, the game itself, for, for a fan like myself, I, I enjoyed the heck out of it. Anytime I can see NBA talent, um, it's a treat. Yeah, absolutely. I guess we would have just liked to maybe see a closer finish for that one. And the Celtics fans, of course, probably not the case, but fans in London, perhaps. Uh, sounds like everyone had a good time moving forward in the aftermath. How much momentum does a game build when you come to London? It's the eighth one that's been played there. Uh, what's the after effect like? Is this, I mean, is this water cooler talk for days and weeks, or is it wake up the next morning and uh, on to the next? Well, it's hard to say, Jesse. I mean, the the football, the EPL isn't really on until the weekend, so it has uh, somewhat of staying power. Um, if there had been a few more, you know, highlights, um, I mean, there was still like a, a couple of highlights throughout the game, like you know, the Ben Simmons incident, uh, Kyrie Irving dancing like he always does, which was amazing. To actually see that in person was just, I don't know, something about his feet and his control. Despite the fact that as a teacher he he offends me greatly, 
Um, the guy just plays some wicked basketball. But yeah, it, there's a there's a limited amount of staying power, Jesse, with, with London. It's always it's it's similar to with the the attention span of people over here is is quite limited. From recent times, Jesse, we've seen uh, lesser teams come in the past. Um, whereas this year, we had two of the up and coming teams, probably the best young rosters in the NBA. Um, and to see you know, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Kyrie Irving, Al Horford, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, it, it's an absolute treat. And you know. The, the Sixers and the Celtics fans were paid in faith by absolutely selling out the arena. The Celtics actually do have quite a huge contingency of fans over here, and one of the more popular, obviously right. with the Warriors and the Cavs. But they're growing. I think Kyrie Irving has a really big say in that. His shoe, you know, from the ones to the fours, uh, are hugely popular at foot locker and stuff over here. So I think they need to continue investing into the strong fan bases if they want to continue to see the success of the NBA as a whole. Yeah, the new Kyries are dope for sure. And and to your point, uh, when you see the speed live, Kyrie Irving, definitely one of those guys you can't realize his full ability until you do see him. I think you can get away without going to NFL games, without going to Major League Baseball games. You can really get a feel from TV. I think in the NBA it's a far different idea. Um, you want to get to a game, you can see the height. The athleticism, the physicality, the skill of these guys in Kyrie Irving, I think a perfect example of that. So thanks for pointing that out, Jack. Jack Manuel on the ground in London. We appreciate your time. As always, we will talk to you soon, sir. Thank you, Jesse. Teaching London's youth about the flat earth, that is Jack Manuel. And keep tabs on Jack on Twitter at the JBT And check out that podcast, the JBT podcast. Very good. With that, we now put a bow on the London trip and unwrap another Lakers watch as Celtics fans. Hope to garner that 2-5 through five pick this spring. After a nine-game losing streak, the Lakers' two young stars lifted them to a 93-81 win over the Spurs at the Staples Center Thursday for their third straight win. Lonzo Ball, 18 points, 10 boards, 6 dimes, 4 steals, 4 of 7 from 3-point range. Brandon Ingram with a game-high of 26 points. Prior to Tuesday's win over the Kings, 99-86, the Lakers hadn't allowed under 90 in a single regular season game this year. They've now done it in two straight. Not a good trend for green teamers. With that, we wrap another episode of your favorite podcast. Next up for the Celtics, it's the unibrow Anthony Davis and the New Orleans Pelicans visiting TD Garden on Tuesday night. Remember to find us on iTunes. Hit that subscribe button, please. Give us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you. OTG Basketball, Blog Talk Radio, and at Celtics Express on that Twitter machine. We thank our producer, Teddy Tuhat, our Celtics Express customer service line callers. you got to be one of them soon. Our guest, Jack Manuel, legions of fans, and, of course, Dr. James Naismith. Until next time, I'm your host, Jay Corwin. We'll see you at the Garden.